Content provided by the people. Right here on 89.3 KYK. I'm Stacy Johnson, Beach, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 19th. The COVID spike at the lake has affected the Camdenton Board of Aldermen. Yesterday's Board of Aldermen meeting was postponed I'm until Johnson. next week. And this is your According Lake Expo officials in Camdenton. January nine cases within city the COVID government, spike at the lake has affected the Camdenton Board of Aldermen board meetings. Yesterday's Board of Aldermen meeting was postponed until next week. According to officials in Camdenton, there have been positive cases within city government, including key personnel involved in board meetings. The meeting has been rescheduled for Tuesday, January 25th at 6 in the evening. Derek Steen is putting his hat in the ring for re-election to the school of the Osage Board of Education. Steen has served on the board of the last three years and in a press release he stated that he's excited to announce his candidacy. He emphasized past funding and budgeting decisions and a focus on students getting a well-rounded education that includes art, athletics, and student leadership. The election for school board is April 5th. The first annual Dam Putt-Putt Golf Tournament is coming Saturday, January 29th. Nine participating locations on the Strip will be sponsoring and creating their own mini-golf hole. The public can join in the fun anytime between 11 in the morning and 9 in the evening. Scorecards will be available for purchase, and gameplay can start at any participating location. The winner will be announced at Tucker Shuckers at 10 o'clock and will receive a $25 gift certificate card to each participating store. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake events, news, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. College hoops last night, the uh, up-and-down Mizzou Tigers were up again. They won a big game at Ole Miss, blowing them out 78-53. to Tigers improving to 8-9 and on the season. They will be at Alabama on Saturday. They knocked off the Crimson Tide just a couple of weeks ago. Tonight, it's the MSU Bears at 13-6 and at home against 9-8 and Illinois State. Of course, everybody gearing up for the NFL playoffs. The uh, Chiefs still alive and well. In fact, the AFC, all four of the top seeds are still in it. The Titans, Chiefs, Buffalo, and Cincy in the NFC. The top two seeds are there, the Packers and Bucks. Rams are the number four seed. The 49ers, number six seed, knocked off the Cowboys last weekend. So the matchups this week in the AFC, it's the 11-7 Bengals at the 12-5 Titans. And, of course, the 12-6 Bills at the 13-5 Chiefs on 
Sunday evening. In the NFC, the 49ers at 11 and 7 at the 13 and 4 Packers and the 13 and 5 Rams will be at the 14 and 4 Buccaneers. So, going to be a busy week. The Chiefs are a slight favorite to win over Buffalo on Sunday night. Uh, now the Chiefs 5 and 2 in night games this season. So uh, they did fairly well under the lights. Now, five players are unanimous choice for the NFL's all-pro team. Receivers Cooper Cup of the Rams, Devontae Adams of Green Bay, and the Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, Steelers defensive lineman T.J. Watts, and Ram defensive tackle Errold, uh, or Aaron Donald. They were all unanimous choices to the NFL all-pro team this year. As for hockey, the Blues off until Friday when they play in Seattle. High school hoops Osage will be busy Friday at state number one ranked 15 and 0 Eugene that ought to be a tough game there Versailles will be busy Friday at California California having a great season 13 and 2 Camdenton will be uh, hosting the Lakers shootout on Saturday Eldon Mustangs off until they host the uh, annual Eldon tournament that will be next week you can see Camdenton coach Craig Campbell featured on this week's high school basketball Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV. See that at 10, 2, and 6. KB is on TV. What's burning with Kevin KB Burns at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick. Streaming live 24-7, 365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What, what led to this? Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor program on 89.3 The Key.
thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. Hey, it's 808. Good morning, and thank you for joining us here on The Daily Show. Another beautiful day at the lake, and enjoy this uh, day because uh, next couple of days, it's going to be cold. I mean, just flat-out cold. As a matter of fact, it's going to be what they call the inverse temperature where you've got the high in the morning and the low in the afternoon, which it doesn't normally work that way, but it's going to work that way today, and with uh, with good reason. We've got uh, some definite weather changes making their uh, presence felt here in the next couple of days, to the point that uh, we'll probably even see some wind chills that might get into the below-zero range. Yes, indeed, the below-zero range where it's just smart to make sure you got all your supplies packed in your vehicle if you're going to be traveling, if you've got uh, your hat and your gloves and uh, a warm coat still wearing a hoodie. I don't know what it is. Uh, I just like wearing a hoodie. I do, too. Year-round. Yeah. Uh, well, not year-round, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the colder parts of the season. 8.09 is our time. Let's uh, take a quick look at the uh, forecast as we have it for you today. Again, uh, 36, the expected high, and uh, a low tonight of around 7 above. This is where we start to get into the weeds a little bit with some of this winter weather. Uh, we will have the waning gibbous moon. If you uh, had a chance last night to uh, check that out. You will see that, uh, Bill, I don't know what you're laughing about. It's it's the waning gibbous moon. That's what it's called. For sure. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Well, if you pay attention to the weather page, yeah, you know that. I didn't know that. A lot of people know that. They they, they look at the waning gibbous moon. The waning gibbous moon. Yes. It's going away. That's the waning part. Well, I understand the waning part. (laughs) I didn't know the gibbous part, though. Gosh, really? We're going to get into a discussion about the waning gibbous moon. You just can't trust me on it and keep moving. Oh, I believe you. (laughs) 23 degrees, the high tomorrow with a low of 7 above and plenty of sunshine. Sunny on Friday, a bit warmer, 31 for the high, a low of 19. We'll get into the low 40s on Saturday with clouds, uh, mid to upper 40s on Sunday with a partly cloudy sky. Low 50s, 52 expected on Monday with a partly cloudy sky. And so there you go, kind of the setup for what we're doing weather-wise here. Uh, Right now, or it was actually warmer here about uh, an hour, two hours ago. And uh, we were looking at uh, something in the neighborhood of uh, about 37 degrees. It has dropped down now to 33, and uh, they say 36, but I don't know that we're going to really uh, see this uh, mercury move a whole lot more than it has so far today. I don't think we're uh, on the on the right end of things anymore to worry about the, the mercury. I'll tell you what, uh, 658.19 looks like the uh, current lake level. Out there at Bagnell Dam, at least that's what they're reporting. And then the uh, river level right around uh, 551. 8.11 is our time. Daily show on the air with Bill Munhausen and Ike Skelton. And you available here this morning. 573-633-5395. Talk to us about uh, what's on your mind today as we explore, uh, well, National Popcorn Day, Museum Selfie Day. Artist is Outlaw Day, Gun Appreciation Day, yay, Gun Appreciation Woo-hoo. Day, <clears throat> Good Memory Day, Brew a Porsche, uh, Potion Day, National uh, Tin Can Day, Tenderness Toward Existence Day, and finally, World Quark Day. What is World Quark Day all about? Well, cork is <clears throat> a form of cheese. It's supposed to be healthier for you, creamy, mild, and much better for your health than regular cheese. And it's an incredibly versatile food, an ingredient that you can uh, throw into sweet and savory recipes in place of cheese. Hmm. 
So there you go. Bill, what is so damn funny this morning? I mean, everything I talk about is like humorous to you to the point where... Just because you can see me smile doesn't mean anybody else can. (laughs) I mean, gee whiz, man. Give me a break. Give me a break today, will you? Is this cheese come in various flavors? I think you can probably put any kind of flavor you want in it. Well, cool. That's the nice thing about it. Is it made out of anything natural? I don't know, Bill. Okay, yeah. I don't know about it. Never heard of it. (laughs) Well, now you know. See, this is information. (laughs) It's like the margarine of cheese. That's good radio. All right, guys, whatever. No. Let's uh, let's move on and uh, talk about uh, some things of interest here this morning. And in particular, we've got uh, a lot of different topics on the table. Uh, You had mentioned uh, this. I guess we can start out with this. Uh, this uh, Missouri sheriff's targeting uh, evictions for their backdoor tax, a $3 court fee. And we, we got into the weeds on this subject a little earlier on this morning. And uh, the thing about it is, uh, you know, we, we got talking about whether or not something like this is necessary, number one. And number two, how does the eviction process work? Uh, you know, we've talked about this plenty of times. And so... Maybe we can get a bit of a refresher course from somebody out there who is a landlord that's had to deal with uh, evictions. You get somebody in the property, they don't pay the rent. And see, then that's where things kind of, there's a certain period of time, I guess, where if they don't pay the rent, they can pay the rent and then try to get back on track. And if that doesn't work, then you go through the process of trying to evict them. And so, uh, uh, you know, where do you stand on the whole eviction process? Now, I did say we talked to Susie Pollack about that. And uh, Susie was actually trying to get legislation passed to kind of help speed up that process so you don't have those people squatting on your property and continuing to destroy it. And I think that's what happens, too, a lot of times when they know they're being kicked out. They just don't care, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah, she was describing some of these lake homes that are vacant during the winter, and people would just show up and start living there. Right. And nobody would know because the property owner is in some other part of the country. And... uh, then they come back in the spring and somebody's living in their <laughs> lake home and they're, and they're trying to figure out how to get rid of them because now there's a process that well, might take through the Well, there's an easy way and there's a hard way. <laughs> <laughs> well, should, there, should yeah. there be much of a process to begin with? I mean, quite candidly, if it's your property and somebody has no authority to be there whatsoever, to me that's trespassing and there shouldn't be any kind of a process to get them out. You should be able to have them removed immediately the day you find out that they're there. I mean, what silliness do we allow? Yeah, but then uh, they might be homeless. I don't. That's the way it goes. <laughs> they were I'm homeless sorry. before they got yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. They were homeless before they squatted <laughs> in my house. But they're not homeless now. Well, you know, <laughs> that's okay. Man. So, anyhow, um, you know, but I, and, I, and, I, and I know where you're coming from because that's the, uh, that's the bleeding heart liberal side. Um, you know, Say and, what? And Say so, what? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I was just they, playing they, devil's advocate. But that here. goes down to it goes down to personal responsibility once again, and and we talk about this all the time. Look, if you if you have gotten yourself in a place in life that that you just don't have a home, I mean, uh, there's been a lot of lot of mistakes. I think you've probably been making. I'm not saying it's always that individual's fault, but if it's still if it's your property, it doesn't matter. It's your property, and somebody else sits in it and squats in it and whatever, and has no authority to be there. You should be able to re- remove them, yeah. and it is a very lengthy process. If someone comes in to rent your property, and I don't know the entire process, I just know how Skeltonski and Locke is involved in it sometimes, and I know that we're involved in the very end. And when it comes down to it, uh, there's usually a sheriff involved. 
uh, because if the individual still doesn't want to leave, even though there's a court order, you have the sheriff get involved because if they then don't leave, they're in violation of a court order. So then they can take some action and remove that individual. At what from point the do you bring in the ATF? <laughs> never. Those dirty <laughs> uh, individuals should never be allowed in the state of well, Missouri. Well, here's here's the thing. We were talking about this yesterday with uh, uh, with Brett Sterley, who uh, has the podcast to Freedom's Call, and personal responsibility came into play. And more importantly, are we teaching our children about things like personal responsibility anymore? It just seems like it's crapshoot. Roll the dice, and whatever happens, happens. And you don't have to worry about the consequences. The consequences of your actions are no longer important because there's always going to be somebody there to pick you up, brush you off, give you a little something, uh, you know, a hug, a chuck on the shoulder, a well, kiss, it, whatever you need. You know, it, it's a serious, it's the serious, one of the serious issues of our time is we're, we are, have gotten to a point of civilization where we're not willing to let people fail. And you could see it in the, in the bailouts with big corporations. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's a giant corporation that's going out of business and the government intervenes and gives them money so they don't go out of business. Because they're too big to fail. They're too big to fail. And the reason we want to give everybody health care is because we don't want somebody being sick and being able not being able to pay the bills. And the reason we um, want everybody to be able to go to college is everybody should have have the same right to go to college. And the reason we don't want to evict somebody is we don't want them to be homeless. We, we have this dilemma of we, we talk about personal responsibility, but we're not willing to live with the consequences of the failure. Well, hold on there for just a second, because now you've opened a, <coughs> a whole new fissure. <laughs> and what it is is, so people's families that were involved in the Civil War want reparations, correct? They want reparations. Sure. So... I didn't have a clear and definitive chance to go to college, so I want to go back to that period, and I want the government to give me money so that I can either continue my education or just blow it, mm -hmm. because I wasn't given a clear and definite opportunity to go to college, so I think I deserve some sort of reparations for that. And you know what? Somewhere somebody could build a case and probably come close to, if not getting absolutely everything they want. Well, they practically have as far as college education is concerned because now they want to uh, do away with all the student loans and you get a socialist like Bernie Sanders and others that think that you should just be able to go to college for free. No, period, man. So. I'm, I'm going to sit on this one. I, <laughs> want, I want my college money, yeah. you know, because my mom could only afford to help me out so far. Uh, you know, uh, I could have, the sky's the limit, man. I mean, you know, if I needed, uh, what, $100,000, $200,000 to go to college, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a doctor. Well, I, But I didn't have the money. So I, I could argue that the government has set those things up for you. They have set up uh, Pell Grants. They have set up uh, student loans. I, was, I couldn't qualify that, for any of those. Well, you know, you have to. Well, make, now, come if on. You were, if you were homeless, you would have Come qualified. on, if this guy over <laughs> here can get a college education, come on. I, th that's and the how, problem. And see how stupid that sounds? It, it is. And and you and I have read and, and did a show on Bastiat's The Law. And, and that, do another one. We ought to. And that is the problem with law. When you use it for things that you're not supposed to, it becomes arbitrary. And this is exactly because it brings up exactly what you're saying. Well, they could, they did it. Why can't I? Well, I didn't qualify. Well, that's arbitrary. It's just man putting another roadblock or, or whatever in the way uh, uh, of what it is that you're doing. They're using
using the law to do that. So in this particular instance, you have um, uh, you have the sheriff's association that wants to have, and Missouri sheriffs that want to have a pension, and we can go down that road if government employees are about the only ones in the country that have pensions anymore. Uh, we can go down that road too, but in this case, we're talking about the sheriffs. There used to be a $3 fee on court costs that went to that uh, fund, and to me, that is unfair. Why? You know, we we set up these laws and uh, expect people to, to obey them, and when they don't, not only are we going to take their freedom away from them by putting them in jail, which is the, the highest form of punishment as far as I'm concerned, save the death penalty, uh, just simply by restricting your freedom of movement, uh, but then not only that, we're going to tack the cost of jailing you on top of that. Um, now, if well, they already it, do that now, anyway. Well, I, I know that. I, that, 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 that that's yeah. part of my part of my argument. Right. And then on top of that, we're going to tack on this three dollar fee so that the sheriffs will have some sort of a retirement fund. And of course, the Supreme Court found that to be unconstitutional. Well, now you have uh, Representative our Senator Burns Cotter is trying to introduce a bill that would allow sheriffs to put a fifty dollar fee on any eviction case when uh, a landlord has to have a sheriff come out to evict. Uh, uh, some squatters or renters uh, from leaving the property, they uh, this bill would allow a fifty dollar fee, and I I find that very that's a bad deal because again, if 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 the law is set up to to where you can't just go in and remove these individuals from your property when they're not paying their rent or they're just squatting there and have no authority to be there at all. Uh, if the law gives them protection, then when the time comes for that protection to have ran out and you need to have a sheriff there, then why in the world do I also have to pay as a landlord for that sheriff? Because I've already spent plenty of money right. just going to court to have that individual mo- removed from my piece of property and now I got to pay another $50 so that the sheriff can have a retirement fund I don't I, I don't It I is don't a Senate that. bill 1054 1054 Senate bill SB 1054 but here's the thing you know and, and and I'm sure like everything else you run into different sets of circumstances you've got people that don't pay their rent because well, I'm not going to pay my rent, you know, or because here's what happens. Sometimes you get in a dispute with your landlord, right? Uh, you want something fixed. The landlord says, well, I don't think I'm, you know, required to fix it. And then you get into the fine print of the lease, uh, whatever that might be all about. So then somebody says, well, you know what? You're not going to fix my whatever. I'm not going to pay rent. Mm-hmm. And so that seems to be one of the more, um, I guess if you want to call it, uh, uh, one of those situations where there's 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 a lot of back That's, and forth. It's like a caveat. Yeah. So, anyway, hold on just a yeah. second. Um, and then you get into a situation where maybe somebody loses their job and they can't pay their rent. Mm-hmm. And then you get into a situation where maybe they're an older person, and based on the fact that they're on a fixed income, they have to make a decision every month what to pay. Do I pay my rent? Do I pay my bills? Mm-hmm. Do I pay my food? So, I mean, you've got different sets of situations, and I guess maybe that's how you look at this. And, you know, does a landlord extend a little, uh, you know, just a, a I, grace period to say, until, you know, I'll help you out till you get on your feet? But I, bet, I bet a lot of them do. Now, there are certainly landlords that are just, we call them slumlords. Those folks exist. 
and you know maybe that's why we have this little court appearance or what have you right. when you're not paying your rent and you go in there and you say well your honor you know the water heat doesn't work anymore the toilet's falling through the floor and uh, you know so on and so forth there's no heat in the place that works really right uh, this is why I'm not paying my rent and he's supposed to fix it so then you know I, I hope that there is some remedy for those individuals I don't know all the law there but there should probably be some remedies for individuals there if if you've signed a contract that says that the landlord will keep up the maintenance on the property and you pay your rent right. and if they they don't match their end of the agreement then why do you have to make your end of the agreement right so so there's why we go to court but when it gets to the point where the court has said you must leave that property and therefore I have to have a sheriff involved because if you still won't leave right. even though there's a court order I cannot go in and just pull you out of the house the sheriff can and if it gets to that point then that's they're doing their what I believe is their job why should I have to pay them fifty dollars on top of that to do their job sure so that's my argument there that's that's the whole thing if 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 it was just purely by convenience hey I'd like to have a sheriff out here just in case something goes weird all right, maybe they should give them the 50 bucks. But if you get to the point where those people won't leave until you have a sheriff remove them, and, and that's the court system, and you've gone all through the legal proceedings that you've had to go through, I, I see the $50 being erroneous. I think, I think it's, just, it's just wrong to do that. Extra. $50, right? So yeah. what, were you, what was your point, Bill? Well, my point is that, um, and, and I am a landlord, so I kind of am familiar but it's partly the uh, landlord's fault that he got in this situation because he didn't properly vet his renter. You know, so some landlords might um, might take the attitude that I can take lots of chances because the courts will always bail me out and the sheriff will come up and get rid of the guy for me. And it's kind of a convenience thing. But I, I'm, I agree with Ike. I, I guess I agree with both of you. It, there's so many circumstances. There could be somebody on a fixed income that's going to have to be evicted. Mm -hmm. uh, there are all kinds of legitimate reasons for a renter not to pay. Um, I know as a landlord, I give them a lot of grace. I get a lot of late payments, and I accept that because the renter is good yeah. for the most part. Mm -hmm. So you want to be gracious to people. Other landlords might just see it as a business and just want to take action. And, and so then at what point in time, uh, when these other, these other inst you know, instances come up, because a landlord generally is not going to be able to go to the bank that holds the mortgage on the house that you're paying rent on and say, well, you know, my renter is just not paying his rent because they lost <laughs> right. their job or their, you know, whatever the case might be. The bank isn't going to accept that. Sorry, it's your, your, your obligation. You need to pay it. So, uh, and I think a lot of landlords do keep, you know, they have to have that in mind already. They got to, they got to figure they're going to wind up paying rent on this place for a few months or the mortgage, you know, yeah, uh, from time to that's time. That's why so they have deposits. Yeah, know. sure. That's just a part of it. That's why you have something in a savings account to be able to do that, you know, until, until you get another renter in there or whatever. So, uh, but there's got to be that balance somewhere, you know, uh, uh, whose, whose rights are the most important here? I think they're fairly equal. Maybe the landowner has a little more right because it is their property. They're, you know, they bought it. They're paying for it. Um, but there's just a point in time. And then, again, this fee, I think, is just uh, it's arbitrary, and, and they're looking for some way to raise revenue. And, and in my opinion, um, if you at a county level want your sheriff to have a uh, retirement fund, then you maybe you should it. set it up at your level, yeah. at your county level. Well, let me ask you a question then. <clears throat> Does this find its way into other areas of what they do as far as their job? Do they have a $50 fee to come out and take care of a domestic violence situation? Do you have a $50 fee Beautiful point. to come out and take care of a, a situation where maybe somebody's uh, 
uh, doing drugs. They've got uh, pot. They've got uh, fentanyl. They've got uh, paraphernalia. Of course, it, it, again, you're going overboard with it, but at the same time, does something like this really set the table for other things that uh, could could be uh, you know coming down the pike? Right. Where does it stop? Hey, we found your TV and your stereo that the other people stole. It'll be fifty bucks, and you can have it back. You know, you're right. You know, where does that stop? We're already paying tax dollars to fund uh, law enforcement, you know, police officers and sheriffs. So then, should that extra fee be on top of something like that? Again, service process, okay, because you can go hire a private service processor, right? You don't have to have a sheriff go do it. So if there's a fee involved in that, I get that to some point. You know, I, I understand some of that. Uh, but this here just um, uh, just seems to be over the top. But as you mentioned, law enforcement is normally, uh, I, I think in most cases, you would want them there for a couple of different reasons. The first one, in case anything uh, gets out of hand. Sure. And number two, so you've got somebody there that can witness uh, either the uh, landlord or the tenant, and, y- you know, you get a fair shake there. So if something does end up in court and there's a dispute, well, you know, we've got the the deputy's report right here. Yep. Yeah. And we yes. can refer to that. Sure, sure. But I do agree because where does it go from here? I mean, if you're going to start charging everybody. And then here's what happens. What's the what's the downside of that? The guy doesn't want to pay 50 bucks, but he's got a court order. And he says, well, you know what? I'm just going to take care of it myself. And there will be people that are like that. Guaranteed. I guarantee you there might be people that are compassionate and, and allow people some wiggle room. But there are going to be people that say, you know what? I want you behind out of here now because i got to get this place fixed up because I don't want it sitting here empty, and I certainly don't want it sitting here with people in it that aren't paying to be in it. Sure. So it's my way or the highway. And then we start to see all of these instances where landlords and tenants are going at it like cats and dogs. There you go. Ah, we've solved another problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't support that bill. <laughs> I can I can sleep tonight. Well, and and, and I think uh, you know you've got this guy uh, saying we're going to take it from this three dollar fee and jack it up to fifty bucks. Yeah. Now the argument is you know there's going to be a lot fewer convictions or uh, evictions than there are uh, court cases, so um, we'd have to have that higher threshold to maintain that dollar amount. You know, and I see. And so there's the problem again. It comes back to. Uh, priorities at your county level. If you want your employees of the county, in this case the sheriff, to have a pension, then you need to fund it at the county level. All right. Period. It's 8.30, and you are listening to The Daily Show. We've got local news with Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com and also a check of sports with Chris Schneider from Lake TV. It's all on the key. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 19th. The COVID spike at the lake has affected the Camdenton Board of Aldermen. Yesterday's Board of Aldermen meeting was postponed until next week. According to officials in Camdenton, there have been positive cases within city government, including key personnel involved in board meetings. The meeting has been rescheduled for Tuesday, January 25th at 6 in the evening. Derek Steen is putting his hat in the ring for re-election to the School of the Osage Board of Education. Steen has served on the board of the last three years and in a press release he stated that he's excited to announce his candidacy. He emphasized past funding and budgeting decisions and a focus on students getting a well-rounded education that includes art, athletics, and student leadership. The election for school board is April 5th.
The first annual Dan Putt-Putt Golf Tournament is coming Saturday, January 29th. Nine participating locations on the Strip will be sponsoring and creating their own mini-golf hole. The public can join in the fun anytime between 11 in the morning and 9 in the evening. Scorecards will be available for purchase, and gameplay can start at any participating location. The winner will be announced at Tucker Shuckers at 10 o'clock and will receive a $25 gift certificate card to each participating store. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake events, news, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. College hoops last night. The uh, up and down Mizzou Tigers were up again. They won a big game at Ole Miss, blowing them out, seventy-eight to fifty-three. Tigers improving to eight and nine on the season. They will be at Alabama on Saturday. They knocked off the Crimson Tide just a couple of weeks ago. Tonight it's the MSU Bears at thirteen and six at home against nine and. Illinois State. Of course, everybody gearing up for the NFL playoffs. The uh, Chiefs still alive and well. In fact, the AFC, all four of the top seeds are still in it. The Titans, Chiefs, Buffalo, and Cincy in the NFC. The top two seeds are there, the Packers and Bucks. Rams are the number four seed. The 49ers, number six seed, knocked off the Cowboys last weekend. So the matchups this week in the AFC, it's the 11-7 Bengals at the 12 and 5 Titans and of course the 12 and 6 Bills at the 13 and 5 Chiefs on Sunday evening. In the NFC, the 49ers at 11 and 7 at the 13 and 4 Packers and the 13 and 5 Rams will be at the 14 and 4 Buccaneers. So, going to be a busy week. The Chiefs are a slight favorite to win over Buffalo on Sunday night. Uh, now the Chiefs 5 and 2 in night game this season, so uh, they did fairly well under the lights. Now, five players are unanimous choice for the NFL's all-pro team. Receivers Cooper Cup of the Rams, Devontae Adams of Green Bay, and the Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, Steelers defensive lineman T.J. Watts, and Ram defensive tackle Aaron Donald. They were all unanimous choices to the NFL all-pro team this year. As for hockey, the Blues off until Friday when they play in Seattle. High school Hoops. Osage will be busy Friday at 
State number one ranked 15 and 0 Eugene. That ought to be a tough game there. Versailles will be busy Friday at California. California having a great season, 13 and 2. Camdenton will be uh, hosting the Lakers shootout on Saturday. Eldon Mustangs off until they host the uh, annual Eldon tournament. That will be next week. You can see Camdenton coach Craig Campbell featured on this week's high school basketball coaches show on Lake TV. See that at 10, 2, and 6. KB is on TV. What's burning with Kevin KB Burns at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick. Streaming live 24-7, 365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niagara River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. A37 and 33 degrees. That's where we sit as of right now. 36 the afternoon high. And I said we're going to have, uh, well, we're having what's called a temperature inversion where you had your high uh, this morning and uh, you'll have your low this afternoon. Uh, We were at one point this morning right around, uh, I guess it was about 40 degrees. So we're seeing the temperature kind of plummet a little bit. Maybe it will bounce back. Don't know. And I think at this point, a lot of people just don't care. We don't want to think about winter weather when we live at the Lake of the Ozarks. 36 the high, cloudy, colder, and 7 the low. 7 above, that is, with a partly cloudy sky. Sunny and 23 tomorrow with a high of 7, or a low of 7 above, I'm sorry. Uh, We could uh, factor in some wind chills. North winds tomorrow at about 8 miles per hour, so that could... Definitely affect the wind chill. 30 for the high on Friday with a low of 19 and a sunny sky. Clouds in 41 on Saturday with a low of 24. Chiefs play on Sunday uh, at home against Buffalo. We'll have a 48 for the high, 27 for the low. So not too terribly bad for the friendly confines of Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, 51 the high on Monday with a low of 22. Uh, we'll drop down into the low to mid-30s uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Then it looks like mid-40s for the rest of next week into the weekend. 34 degrees now.
and a uh, cloudy sky. We'll look forward to uh, some sunshine, maybe. Burr. But uh, something else you might encounter today, and we're seeing more of that on this radar, uh, tracking what's going on here. Oh, maybe a little bit of precipitation moving in. We could see uh, uh, possibly some uh, sleet or maybe some light snow. It just kind of depends. Keep that uh, in mind. But certainly a couple of other things to keep in mind when we hit winter weather is uh, when you're going to be traveling. And also, if you have any pets, you know, make it... Uh, uh, make it uh, a, a definite uh, purpose to head out and check on the pets, make sure they've got food, water, do whatever you need to do. And Bill, we always refer back to Mindy Sales. Mm-hmm. She goes out yep. She goes out through periodically throughout the night and gives the horses a rub down <laughs> to make sure that their blood is flowing through the, the, the legs and no, she doesn't. I'm just teasing. I, I looked at you. That's <laughs> hey, how convincing uh, I was. It's possible. Goes, she goes out and gives the horses a rub down or, you know, make sure all the cats have whatever they need. So, uh, well, now yesterday, I don't know, did you get the alert on your phone from Gotham City, Missouri? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I didn't know there wasn't a Gotham City. I mean, I obviously, as soon as I saw yeah. it, I, I, I knew the reference, but I didn't know it was all fake. I figured... Why couldn't there be a cop Yeah, there's, from there's every other know. kind of city in exactly. Missouri. Right? And, and I didn't follow any of the rest of it, so I didn't realize it was the Joker that was on the run. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> It was kind of interesting <laughs> that uh, they put that out yesterday. It was supposed to be a test. Now, that's what they say, okay? I don't know. It could have very easily been somebody screwing around. <laughs> and And rather than, hey, let's see what happens if we send this. And then somebody, well, I guess we'll never really know now, will we, unless somebody... Somebody comes, like, goes up the road to see uh, Sam Henley looking for a job with emergency management. Well, I've got a lot of experience in mer- emergency management. Uh, what happened at your last, uh, you know, <laughs> with your last employer? <laughs> well, I uh, was joking around, sent out an Amber Alert, and uh, got everybody in Missouri on edge. And then yeah. we had to go back and apologize for it and everything like that. So there were a few little things with that message. But, hey, it uh, certainly kept people on their toes. Yeah, sadly, I have to tell you, I uh, didn't pay much attention to it and tried to figure out how to delete future ones. Oh, well, you can do that. Yeah, there's yeah, there's I, a way to do that. Yeah. Not everybody likes to get Amber Alerts. I mean, you're doing something, you're in the middle of, you know, let's say brain surgery, and you get an Amber Alert. Now you got something else to worry about. <laughs> Not only that, but are you really, are, I mean, come on, are you going to be paying attention for a 1998 uh, Ford Taurus uh, tan in color with uh, Illinois plates driving eastbound? Are you? Are you really? Well, the hope is is if, if we get it out there, if we take the blanket approach, somebody's going to see it. You know what I mean? Well, and I, and I get it. I, I do get it. Don't I'm not trying to poo-poo the Amber Alert here, but I, well, you, you know, you really well, maybe a little, but you know, still, I mean, it's okay. It's it's all good. Whatever. If you, you know, and hey, if you're the person that sees them and you get to turn them in, that's great. You know, you did a good job. Maybe there's a reward there. Yeah. Are you just, just just know you did the right thing? Yeah, that's a yeah. good reward. We're not making fun of Amber Alerts, by the way. Uh, so don't really. don't look at us like no. we're a bunch of crazy people here that don't understand and. It was it was interesting though yesterday when that just kind of popped up out of nowhere, and uh, he, here's the story. I guess let's let's give him a little background for those of you who maybe don't get Amber Alerts on your phone and have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, so the folks from uh, MSN.com 
Uh, Missourians received a puzzling message on their phones yesterday afternoon, an emergency alert out of Gotham City about a suspicious vehicle with the license plate UKIDME. All right. Uh, this was neither joke nor riddle, according to the Missouri State Highway Patrol, but rather an unfortunate accident. Uh, at 4.52 p.m., people's cell phones buzzed with an automatic alert reading, Gotham City, Missouri, purple, green, 1978. Here's the thing about it. If you didn't, if, if, if you didn't, if <laughs> Gotham City didn't get your attention, a purple, green, 1978 Dodge 3700 GT. <laughs> Yeah. I don't recall ever seeing the 3700 model. I don't. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, and and I owned a 78. Uh, I owned a 78 Dodge Aspen. So maybe who knows? Uh, it's uh, that's the car driven by the Joker's goons in the 1989 film uh, Batman film. Fortunately, we didn't need a Cape Crusader to solve the mystery. Minutes after the alert was sent, state police sent word the alert uh, was a test accidentally sent across the state. Yeah, whoever's in charge, man, I, I, I guess they're probably getting an earful today if they didn't already get it yesterday. So what is the test, right up to sending it? You, you know what I'm saying? If you don't send it, how's that, how's that a test? What are you testing all the, way up well, to, uh, no. all the way up to the point to hitting the send button? Sounds to me like this is how they got out of it, okay? Somebody was doing something, maybe they screwing around like they shouldn't have been, and it accidentally got sent, and they're like, oh... It was a test message, a test message accidentally set. Uh-huh. So did they flunk the test? Yeah, because it should have said test at the very beginning, shouldn't it? Well, don't we get another kind of a broadcasted test that says this is a test emergency of the emergency broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting system? Yeah. What's well, the emergency alert now? When we were younger, it was the EBS. Now it's EAS. Yeah. Okay. Emergency alert system. If this had been an actual te- uh, this had been an actual sure. message, uh, there, instructions yeah. would follow You know, on yeah. this, that, and the other thing, where to go, what to do. So there should have been a precursor to this thing yesterday. Should have said, this is a test, it's only a test, it is not real, and then send it out. Yeah, yeah. maybe they thought this is a, a better test because we'll see who's paying attention. <laughs> that could be right. <laughs> well, obviously it worked, test. Bill, because they did a news story on it. So yeah, that worked good. Right there, that, that's all you need to know. So, all right, let's, uh, let's move on from there. Governor Parsons set to uh, address the state of Missouri, delivering his 2022 state of the state address, I think that's uh, supposed to happen, what, this afternoon, something like that? Uh, uh, somewhere close to that. But what do you, what do you think they're, uh, they're, they're, they're going to be pushing here? Anything in particular? Well, I know one of his priorities is uh, redoing uh, the Sunshine Law. And I think we talked about that yeah. uh, maybe last week. I did a little update. I, I left, sorry, I left some of the paperwork at home. Uh, I believe it's uh, HB 2049. Uh, is the bill number, mm-hmm. and uh, I've read some of it. And one of the things that I see being a problem is that the 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 so so there's two attorneys' fees that that you think about are two times that attorney is involved in a sunshine request or could be involved in a sunshine request. First, is what is being requested legally obligated to be released, and then after that, you have to look through it to see what needs to be redacted, what kind of information needs to be still withheld by law. So the governor evidently charged uh, whoever made the request not only for the research time, but also for this redacting time, the review time. And according to the Supreme Court, you can't charge for that review time, and uh, they had to give that money back. Well, they're now trying to change the law so that you can charge for that review time as well as the research time. And there's also something called uh, transitory records, I think, 
Uh, I might not have used that word exactly right. It, it's it's in it's in the bill, but what that basically is is uh, let's say you let's say the three of us are, are a government body of some nature, and we're discussing well we're discussing some sort of a law or uh, that we would like to see enacted or legislation we'd like to see put forward or or maybe we're trying to figure out uh, how to react to a allegation that was made against the uh, against our office. So you, we talk about it, and we make some scribble down some notes about how we're going to handle this, or we, we scribble down notes of what we had in our meeting. Uh, well, none of that is now going to be, if this bill passes, none of that is going to be sunshineable, if that's a word. You're not going to be able to request those transitory records. They'll be able to destroy those, and you'll never be able to see them. So what you're going to have is the finished product instead of knowing the thought process that went through to get to that finished product. And I think when you're talking about government officials, that's a pretty important piece of information. What were they thinking as they went through this process? And, you know, uh, so, but that is supposed to be taken out. You're not going to be able to request those records anymore. Um, so there's a couple of other different changes. And our friend from uh, uh, the Freedom Center of Missouri, Dave Rowland, uh, is not happy with this at all. And he, he's kind of all over it. Um, so uh, it's, a, it's the governor's. Um, evidently a priority for the governor. So uh, you are going to see this bill get some traction. Uh, you're going to see it go through the House. You're going to see it go through the Senate more than likely. It Maybe not, maybe not, but it's going to get some traction. It certainly is going to get pushed to some direction. So um, I would encourage everybody to read it. The information's online. You can download it, read the bill, see what you think. It appears to me as though it is going to make things more difficult for citizenry to find out what's going on in government instead of easier. And I believe that anything that makes it more difficult is uh, is a bad deal. What do you do if you're somebody who's, uh, I don't know, low income and you need some information for a uh, court case or, uh, yeah. you know, something that's up? What do you do? What do you do? Uh, punt. I don't know, man, because if you can't afford the fees that they're going to charge you to get the information, then there Here's you are. what we do. You can't get it. Here's <laughs> what we do. Let's set up a grant. <laughs> Let's set up a grant. If you, need, if you need money to obtain information through the Sunshine Law here in the state of Missouri and you can't afford it, well, you can file, uh, you can file for this grant. I got something better. What's that? Every, <laughs> Let's just go. Since we're going down this road, everybody that files a tort or a uh, civil action in the state of Missouri has to pay a $3 fee. Okay. And then that fee goes into a fund. For the lawyer's pension? No, no, for, for, for a sunshine for, request, for, for sunshine law requests. Well, because uh, the reason I say that is because you've got the lawyers that are sure. working on this stuff. They Shouldn't need, they get they a piece a of the action, too, oh, like man, a pension know. or something? Yeah, let's cut them in somehow. Public defender. We'll I give them know. fifty. We'll make it three fifty, and they get the fifty cents. There you go. All right, then. solved. Another problem <laughs> solved here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now you've done it. Let's see if we can one? see if we can get our caller on the line here. We've got uh, well, I think all, all we have here is a troublemaker, but I'm not sure yet. Let's uh, let's <laughs> let's jump in. Caller, good morning. You're on Key Radio. What's up? You know, they, the government, are you there? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Caller, where are you? Somehow they got dropped. Caller, we're still, we're here, buddy. We were waiting. We were sitting. 
The caller was pretty serious. Yeah. Give us a call back. We're standing by. Dad Gummit, what happened there? I have no clue. It's one of those unexplained mysteries. Could be the cell phone on his end, you know, no way of knowing. Call us back there. 573-633-5395. There's so many of of you out there that I know have opinions on uh, the things that we talk about because when I'm in there shopping (laughs) and I'm doing whatever, you come up to me right there in the middle of the store and you say, now, I heard you talking about this or that or the other thing yesterday. Why well, didn't you call in? Why didn't you call in? Come on, man. Be a part of it. We've got that, and uh, we've got uh, bumper stickers, too. Did you? Did you? Did you, you, you I've got have, one. Yeah. I've got one. We have bumper stickers. I can take a few more, and we'll put them down at the shop. There you go. Okay, take, some, take some bumper I'll stickers. Some and and okay. I'll also uh, invite and encourage any other businesses out there. Give us a call this morning. Tell us where you're at. We'll bring some bumper stickers by and put them in your business and uh, let people know that uh, you listen to Key Radio loud and proud. I don't know what happened to the caller. And caller, I apologize. You might be in a dead spot. That's very possible. That's very possible. was uh, looking uh, to see that, uh, I guess there was a near-Earth asteroid yesterday that uh, passed pretty close to the, uh, the planet. It was a big sucker, too, because they were able to track it. Some people were able to track it just using the video on their phones. And I always find that, I, you know, that and something else that a lot of people don't understand, when you're having problems with things, sometimes things just uh, uh, maybe drop off for one reason or another. Uh, they had a huge solar flare and a radio blackout yesterday as well. And if you ever, you know, watch certain websites like uh, uh, spaceweather.com, you can check out. Uh, NASA does a great job of, of uh, filming a lot of these solar flares. We've got satellites and things and telescopes that can pick this stuff up. And uh, watching a solar flare is pretty amazing because I, I just uh, personally, I think uh, a lot of the things that we concern ourselves with here on planet Earth, terra firma, is uh, is, is not as uh, amazing as what's going on out there in the cosmos. We are such peons. We, we're, in comparison, we are nothing. One solar flare could melt half of this con- half of the Earth. Yep. I mean, it just could, just like that, just boom. And uh, we think we're going to stop global warming. <laughs> And when you talk about a solar flare, there's not like a movie with Bruce uh, Willis and Liv Tyler in it where they can load up in these space <laughs> these these space shuttles that they've kept under wraps. <laughs> yeah, jump from meteor to meteor. I love it. And 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 then uh, drop a nuke in the uh, in the in the asteroid and it splits in half. Amazingly, it splits in half perfectly. I mean, you get a few residuals. You get a couple of them that don't burn up in the atmosphere and hit hit. But overall, uh, you you get uh, this thing to split right in the middle like it's supposed to, and it goes right by either side of Earth. Now, just quite frankly, do you realize and understand that when something passes close to Earth, it does affect the planet, it, oh, depending yeah. on how far out it is. But based on the graphic they have in that movie, Armageddon, there should have been tidal waves and tsunamis all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from the gravitational pull. And when they say close, isn't close like what? 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 miles or something. I don't know. But usually when they say close. That would be extraordinarily close. That would okay. be, yeah. All right, maybe I don't know how close Dang close like, really is. Like a quarter of a million miles. Oh, okay, that's close to them. Okay, well, there, there you go. That's a near miss. <laughs> well, I mean, take, for example, when you look up and you see the moon and how far away the moon is. And we talk about some of these uh, asteroids that pass by the planet, not – if it was as close as the moon, yeah, yeah like I said, again, we'd, we'd be, be having some problems. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's all been designed pretty well. Intelligent design has put it together pretty good. There you go, man. 
There you go. 8.54 is our time. I was uh, also looking at another story that I thought uh, is, you know, we talk about the business of marijuana now in the state of Missouri, right? And so uh, here is something interesting about marijuana. It is illegal on the federal level. Still is, has been until... More illegal than cocaine. Yeah. A schedule of drugs anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you've got some states that have medical marijuana, you've got some states that have medical marijuana and recreational marijuana, and so Missouri decided to, you know, throw their hat in the ring a couple of years ago. We had these ballot issues, three of them. We decided on one of them, and then we were telling people, well, go ahead and fill out your uh, fill out your application fee, your non-refundable application to uh, get a permit to grow it, to sell it, what have you. And there were some serious, uh, I guess, as far as people look at this, uh, there were some people that got these permits, these you know, licenses to do this. And uh, some of the people that were like the independents felt like maybe there was some favoritism involved. So now the federal government's gotten into this. Uh, <clears throat> there's going to be a federal probe into Missouri medical marijuana licensing. And it may be ongoing, uh, as they're talking about here. But... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's yes. The the look you have on your face <laughs> how, is exactly it. How are they going to probe something that they say is illegal? But I <sighs> well, because I think I'll be real honest with you. I think the federal government is getting closer and closer to getting involved in me- medical marijuana because they see the potential. They see the money. That's right, brother. They want to cut. Yeah, they yeah. want a cut of it. So is this an ATF thing? <sighs> Don't get me started. Alcohol, now. tobacco, and I guess no, Mar- there's no marijuana AT- in there. That'd be well, the ATMF. <laughs> <laughs> what does easy, MF stand for? Easy. Yeah, I was going to say easy on the MF uh, on the end of that there, buddy. <laughs> hey, I, I started that, so nobody else gets any. Nobody else gets any credit for that. I started the ATMF. Get it patented. <laughs> get some T-shirts, and I'll right, buy right, one. Copyright. Yeah, yeah I'll buy the one. ATMF. I like it. Well, it's it's interesting because we look at all of this and say. Oh, wait a minute. Just like you did. There was that look of shock. Almost, You had the deer in the head. It, for those of you who don't have uh, uh, your cameras hooked up to watch, uh, watch yeah. us on through the radio, uh. Ike Skelton had this look of uh, deer in the headlights. It says, federal law enforcement was still seeking information as recently as last summer about medical marijuana licensing in Missouri and utility contracts and independents that have attracted FBI scrutiny for years. That's according to sworn deposition testimony from a Kansas City area businessman that surfaced publicly last week. So the deposition of Joseph Campbell, owner of the real estate development firm Titan Fish, was conducted in November as part of an ongoing defamation lawsuit, and his company filed in 2020 against the city of Independence and two city council members. Excerpts of the deposition became public last week after they were filed in Jackson County Circuit Court by Independence's lawyers. Um, Campbell testified that agents from the FBI, Internal Revenue Service, and the Justice Department's uh, Public Integrity Unit interviewed him on July 13, 2021. Boy, you think you guys had it bad. This guy's really FBI, IRS, and the Ooh, Justice Department. Man. The questions, according to Campbell's testimony, focused on his involvement with a pair of utility contracts in independence and medical marijuana licensing in Missouri. Uh, the latest indication that a potentially wide-ranging public corruption probe may be ongoing. Go figure. You know, don't you wait a little bit until something gets established before you start screwing it up? 
or, is, or, or was that the whole t- intent to begin with? Well, I don't know if that was their intent, but this is what we come up with, isn't it? When we have all of these arbitrary rules and licensing and, and, and this regulation and that regulation, look, I, I think, you know, um, so let's say, for instance, uh, we come up with one of these days that tomatoes are really not that good for you. They're, the acid in them is really, really high, and uh, I think it's just bad for your stomach, and, and we maybe need to regulate those. So to be able to grow a tomato, uh, you're going to have to get a permit from the state. And then not only are you going to get a permit, but we're only going to allow so many people to grow tomatoes. And then once you're starting to grow your tomatoes, they have to be made in a particular way. And then because it is so dangerous, you're going to have to get permission to be able to buy those tomatoes. And we're going to set up a set of rules as to how you can buy those tomatoes and why you're able to buy those tomatoes. And if you, if you follow me here, you're, I hope that you're figuring out just how insane this marijuana law is and what, we, what we've been doing in all of these different states and at the federal level. I still can't find anywhere in the Constitution where they have the authority to regulate, I don't know, any kind of drug, let alone marijuana, especially just a simple plant that is grown in the ground. And uh, there's a lot of different uses for it, and not just hemp, but in marijuana as well. So, uh, now, so, so this is where we get down to these arbitrary things. Uh, lawyers are loving it. The bureaucrats are loving it. Everybody's loving it except for the consumer and the individuals trying to create a business from it. Everybody else is, is and, and then you get into, why are some individuals cut out? Why can't, why can't I go open a, a marijuana grow field just because I want to and, and get into the market? If I can grow, if I can grow tomatoes, or if I can grow watermelons and and have a field out there and grow them, and then go out here on on a street corner and sell them, why can't I do the same thing with this other plant? Just because some some people at some position of authority say I can't, to heck with them, ladies and gentlemen. When are we going to stand up and start saying? No to all of this garbage. These three agencies should have been thrown completely out of the state of Missouri anytime they started talking to this individual. All right, Ike, catch your breath. We'll uh, kind of jump back into this topic on the other side of our information break. Stacy Jones, not Stacy Jones, Stacy Johnson with a check of, I think I should know who she is by now. <laughs> Stacy Johnson with a check of local news from lakeexpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider, he's got uh, a handle on sports. He is with Lake TV, and you are listening to Key Radio here on 89.3, also keyradio.live. Content provided by the people, right here on 89.3, K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 19th. The COVID spike at the lake has affected the Camdenton Board of Aldermen. Yesterday's Board of Aldermen meeting was postponed until next week. According to officials in Camdenton, there have been positive cases within city government, including key personnel involved in board meetings. The meeting has been rescheduled for Tuesday, January 25th at 6 in the evening. Derek Steen is putting his hat in the ring for re-election to the School of the Osage Board of Education. Steen has served on the board of the last three years, and in a press release, he stated that he's excited to announce his candidacy. He emphasized past funding and budgeting decisions and a focus on students getting a well-rounded education that includes art, athletics, and student leadership. The election for school board is April 5th. 
The first annual Dan Putt-Putt Golf Tournament is coming Saturday, January 29th. Nine participating locations on the Strip will be sponsoring and creating their own mini golf hole. The public can join in the fun anytime between 11 in the morning and 9 in the evening. Scorecards will be available for purchase and gameplay can start at any participating location. The winner will be announced at Tucker Shuckers at 10 o'clock and will receive a $25 gift certificate card to each participating store. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake events, news, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. College hoops last night. The uh, up and down Mizzou Tigers were up again. They won a big game at Ole Miss, blowing them out 78 to 53. Tigers improving to 8 and 9 on the season. They will be at Alabama on Saturday. They knocked off the Crimson Tide just a couple of weeks ago. Tonight, it's the MSU Bears at 13 and 6 at home against 9 and 8. Illinois State. Of course, everybody gearing up for the NFL playoffs. The uh, Chiefs still alive and well. In fact, the AFC, all four of the top seeds are still in it. The Titans, Chiefs, Buffalo, and Cincy in the NFC. The top two seeds are there, the Packers and Bucks. Rams are the number four seed. The 49ers, number six seed, knocked off the Cowboys last weekend. So the matchups this week in the AFC, it's the 11-7 Bengals at the 12 and 5 Titans and of course the 12 and 6 Bills at the 13 and 5 Chiefs on Sunday evening. In the NFC, the 49ers at 11 and 7 at the 13 and 4 Packers and the 13 and 5 Rams will be at the 14 and 4 Buccaneers. So, going to be a busy week. The Chiefs are a slight favorite to win over Buffalo on Sunday night. Uh, now the Chiefs Five and two in night games this season, so uh, they did fairly well under the lights. Now, five players are unanimous choice for the NFL's all-pro team. Receivers Cooper Cup of the Rams, Devontae Adams of Green Bay, and the Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, Steelers defensive lineman T.J. Watts, and Ram defensive tackle Aaron Donald. They were all unanimous choices to the NFL all-pro team this year. As for hockey, the Blues off until Friday when they play in Seattle. High school hoops. Osage will be busy Friday at 
State number one ranked 15-0, and Eugene. That ought to be a tough game there. Versailles will be busy Friday at California. California having a great season, 13-2. and Camdenton will be uh, hosting the Lakers shootout on Saturday. Eldon Mustangs off until they host the uh, annual Eldon tournament. That will be next week. You can see Camdenton coach Craig Campbell featured on this week's high school basketball coaches show on Lake TV. See that at 10 two and six kb is on tv what's burning with kevin kb burns at seven in the morning five in the afternoon 11 at night lake tv with five local lake area shows lake tv can be seen on como channel 90 absolutely free on roku and fire stick streaming live 24 7 365 at mylaketv.com i'm chris schneider with your key radio lake tv sports update for this wednesday Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What, what led to this? Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor program on 89.3 The Key. Thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. Hey, it's 909. Thank you for joining us. Hour number two of The Daily Show with Bill Mundhausen, Ike Skelton, KB, and of course tomorrow on the program, Mindy Sales joins us in hour number one. We'll talk about a uh, a person of interest here in the Lake area that uh, has been doing some great things over the years and... Um, I believe the person that we're going to talk about tomorrow is someone who's actually uh, passed away recently, and we'll uh, kind of let Mindy uh, tell you more about that in the 8 o'clock hour. And then Danny Ellison, the educated redneck, will join us. He will rant and rave for about oh, 20 minutes or so, get you all fired up and give you something to think about. 
And maybe just, you know, of all the people that have listened to Danny over the years, I'd like to know how many people have actually been, after listening to one of his rants, have just been um, beside themselves in such a way that they actually started getting involved in, in local government, maybe not running for office, but maybe just paying attention to some of the things going on and uh, trying to be a little bit more observant of, uh, of what your government's doing to you locally, statewide, and or on the, uh, the federal level. 35 degrees. Uh, they've amended the afternoon high, and we're at 32 degrees, so we don't have far to go. Actually, we went up to 34, and now we're down to 32. And like I said, it is probably going to struggle to get into the uh, mid-30s today because just, uh, well, simply uh, a front moving through the area has triggered a lot of different things. Obviously bringing uh, with it the colder temperatures, 35 for the high. Uh, overnight low of 7 above. Then we start to maybe get into the wind chill aspect of things. A high tomorrow of 22, a low of 6 above. Also uh, on Friday, a high of 30 and a low of 19. We'll get into the low 40s on Saturday, upper 40s on Sunday, low 50s on Monday. Then we'll drop into the low 30s on Tuesday. Not anticipating a whole lot of precipitation along the way. Right now, as I said, we're at uh, 32 degrees with some clouds hanging out here. And uh, going into the break, we actually we actually talked about what is going on with uh, medical marijuana here in the state of Missouri. And apparently now there is an FBI probe that is going to be probing into uh, some dealings going on <laughs> in uh, Independence, Missouri. We mentioned that this uh, gentleman, his name is, uh, hold on just a second. It was jo uh, Joseph, I'm sorry, Joseph Campbell, owner of the real estate development uh, firm Titan Fish, was, con uh, uh, was conducted, this deposition was conducted in November as part of an ongoing defamation lawsuit he and his company filed in 2020 against the city of Independence and two city council members. Excerpts of the uh, deposition became public last week after they were filed in uh, Jackson County Circuit Court by, uh, I guess, his attorneys. Uh, now, during this deposition, Campbell said that as part of his July interview, he was asked by federal agents about several other people involved in state and local politics. He uh, he uh, pointed out uh, the Independence Mayor, Eileen Weir, former Independence Council members Kurt Doherty and Tom Van Camp, Independence City Manager Zach Walker, Missouri lobbyist Steve Tilley. Oh, imagine that, a lobbyist involved. Uh, former yes. House Speaker John Deal. And Campbell also testified that Governor Mike Parson, uh, his name came up during the interview, but the deposition transcript that was filed last week in Jackson County Circuit Court does not contain Campbell's full testimony, only 27 pages of 180 pages. Campbell's attorney filed a motion to suppress the document two days after it appeared in the public record. But on down the line here, um, the FBI, the uh, Justice Department, the IRS all involved in all of this stuff here. And the nice thing about it, again, it's a federal probe, which I got, uh, uh, apparently it's it's over the head of the state, so they had to call in the feds, I guess because there's money involved and marijuana involved and some other things. And uh, this whole situation uh, is just... It, like you said, it's just nuts. If they would have stayed clear, uh, I don't know what you you know. You try to you try to get into uh, the marijuana market because what 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 was the the intent here? 
you didn't want all these uh, people selling marijuana on what you might consider the black market, you know, black market marijuana. Yeah, it sure sales. has slowed that down, I bet. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, and, and the reason is, is because so much of this medical marijuana is so expensive, and the recreational marijuana is even more expensive. So, you know, you can't afford the weed that they're selling at the dispensary. You just go and find your local dealer, you know. And he's like, oh, see, I told you you'd be back. That's exactly (laughs) what he said. (laughs) But this whole federal probe into how the licensing has been going, there have been tons of people that came out and said the way that Missouri did it was wrong and that, you know, it was supposed to be something that was open, you know. Well, I, I tend to agree with that, but where in the world are we coming up with a federal probe? It makes no sense to me. How are they going to probe something that they see as illegal to begin with? <laughs> it just boggles my Maybe that's how they shut the whole thing down. They said this is illegal to begin with, so uh, we're, we're not going to get involved. We're just going to tell you to uh, go on your merry way. Yeah, and it, maybe the probe is to find out where all the growers are so they can. They can come roll them up afterwards. <laughs> hey, you never can tell, right? So, uh, yeah, you never can tell. That might be their intent. Uh, but isn't there something about uh, equal protection under the law? Now, I guess that would mean that if I'm going to go after your grow operation, I have to go over and get the neighbor's grow operation as well. But it seems to me that it would also mean that if you know that all of these states have these marijuana laws that are contrary to federal law, which, again, I don't believe that the federal government has any authority in any of this area whatsoever at all, no matter what, period, end of statement on that but still if it is a law and they know it's out there and they're not enforcing it well, what justifies them enforcing any other laws that they have on the book how can they then come and enforce gun laws for instance or or well, any any much of anything else they they pretty much pick and choose which things they want to enforce and is that an <laughs> equal protection under the law no no it's not an equal protection under the law so but, in all fairness, it's what every law enforcement uh, operation faces because you can't. There, we have so many laws in this country at every level that law enforcement can't enforce all of them. So well, the, they have to pick and choose. And I agree that at the, at the very base level of that officer that pulls you over, for instance, and you're going, you know, seven miles over. And, uh, hey, and the guy passed me going 20 miles over. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Uh, so if they want to let you go, they let you go. So I, I'm okay with that discretion and enforcement. But, again, and, and that's not a you know necessarily a blatant thing, but this here, you know, again, there's just uh, – and maybe, maybe the states realize that the federal government really has no authority in this area, and they're waiting for them to try to do something against one of these states. And, you know, a lot of times the federal government won't push something because they know they don't have the authority or they don't want to go to court and find out that they don't have the authority and then make it official. Case in point were the Dollar Height Bunny case down in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, these folks were trying to teach their children about uh, commerce and uh, entrepreneurship, so they had them start raising meat rabbits and come to find out uh, the USDA regulates that again. I don't believe they have any authority whatsoever to regulate it at all, so they should go pound sand. But anyhow, they think they do. So they came in and they, they threatened the dollar heights, and they were going to charge them a whole bunch of fines and fees and all these sorts of things. And uh, the dollar heights took them to court and got some other folks involved, some politicians involved. 
And finally, the USDA said, well, you know what? I tell you what, we're not going to levy these fines on you, but you have to quit and you need to sign this document. And guess what the document said? The document said that the USDA does have authority over this area and that they have the right to regulate it. So had those individuals signed it, along with other people that probably signed that, now give credence and credibility to the federal government if they ever do wind up in court and those individuals, the lawyers from the federal government, come out and say, see, these people think that we have the authority and all these other people that have signed this paperwork think that we have the authority. So if the people think we have the authority, the court should think we have the authority. That's the problem right there. You just nailed it right on the head. People give in. People don't question it. People don't research it. So the, uh, you know, the folks show up with some paperwork and they think, oh, well, you know, it's all everything's all filled out like it should be, and then we've got like uh, somebody signing off on it down here at the bottom, whether it's an attorney, whether it's a judge, whether it's Bozo the flipping Clown. Right. And people buy into it. They don't question it at all. I mean, and and see, that's, here's the, uh, I think the problem is here is, and this is something I kind of picked up yesterday when we were talking to uh, Brett Sturley, people don't, again, take the time to question things. They don't take the time to examine them. They are essentially just bound by whatever somebody says to them. And in your case, when the ATF raided the store, you should have been able to question them. You should have been able to do all those things. They shouldn't have come in with this tough guy attitude. We're going to push you around and we're going to do what we want to do until we feel that you know we're in a position where maybe you can ask a few questions or maybe you can call an attorney. They shouldn't, have, they shouldn't have tied your hands the way they did. And I think that's important to understand and pass along. Regardless of what they were trying to take care of, they still should have observed your rights. And I would imagine at some point, <laughs> a lot of different points along the way, that you had rights and they violated those rights. And I think more importantly, if, you wanna, if, you, if they want to come after you for the way some sales were made or information was put out or whatever, they should then... Uh, give you the opportunity to come after them for the way that they were treated. But, of course, they're a government organization. And so they were doing something that was important to the well-being of this country or mm-hmm. the well-being of the county or the well-being of whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'll come out and they'll justify it. And then whoever's involved on the other side, they'll make them look you know, like some kind of a criminal or, 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 or you know, uh, make them uh, look questionable to the general public. And, and, and whatever else that, you know, they feel is necessary to, to, to start some sort of a good smear campaign. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to the people to believe what they think is right. Was it right the way this guy was treated? Or was it right that the ATF just marched in and decided to impose their will on you folks and not allow you to have any rights? You can't use your cell phone. Uh, you know, you had all of these things violated. Nobody seems to be understanding and realizing that that was the case and, and making some noise about that. No, I, and I tried to, and there's there's no remedy. And, you know, if it ever wound up in court, uh, the jury's not going to hear all of those things because it's not going to be uh, presented. So then you have, uh, and there, you know, this, this little rabbit trail into jury nullification, uh, but uh, you as a jury, we the people, have the authority right there in that courtroom to determine whether that law that is being that an individual is being prosecuted for is just or not. And if the jury were to say, eh, not guilty, whether they're as guilty as, as plain as the, the nose on your face, mm-hmm. uh, the jury can still say not guilty, and uh, you have to walk out the door. 
We have a problem at the state level, though, because when we did pe- talk to people at the state, they said, well, the federal government can do whatever they there want. There you go. And, and that is the problem. That's we, the problem. In our Missouri Constitution, it says that the state of Missouri is a sovereign state. Yes. But we don't really believe that. That's right. We, I agree. We, we believe a, we are a subservient state, and that's the way the state operates, and uh, that's going to take a big mindset change for people to realize that we're a sovereign state and the ATF can't just raid in our in our state. And you have to have, and I think it's going to have to be with a governor that has that mentality right. to be the leader to step forward and say enough is enough. And I don't know, we don't have that we don't have that governor now, and I don't know who's going to be in the in the mix in the future, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, there's not too many people that I can see that are willing to step forward in the in the current political realm because that's normally where you get a governor from is somebody that's, that's in the current public realm that people know and you have name, ID, and all this junk and a bunch of money to run for a campaign. Uh, and I don't know of anybody. There's one individual that might be in state office right now that I think has aspirations uh, to be governor. I'm not going to say who that is, but mm-hmm. if that individual maybe uh, took up that mantle and, and ran that campaign, they they may have the intestinal fortitude to stand up for us. But um, that's where it's going to come from. Let well, me ask you. Go ahead, Bill. Or else possibly we need an outsider, somebody who's from the business community in Missouri who hasn't gone through that whole process, who can be more like a... Uh, I hate to use the term a Trump president, but a a, a uh, principled type well, outsider. We had that opportunity, and that was in John Bruner. John, absolutely, yep, absolutely. John Bruner, I, and you know, I I know that man th- went through because I, I walked uh, some of the campaign trail with him. I know he uh, went through some crazy things with uh, the fight, you know, with Eric Greitens and and whatnot, and mm-hmm. and uh, I know he uh, has uh, lost a lot of uh, personal finance and and things going through all of this. I. I would hope that maybe he'll step forward again, but uh, at the same time, I, I certainly understand why he wouldn't. But John Bruner, I supported him greatly, and he'd, he'd have been a great uh, man to have in in, uh, in the governor's mansion for sure. Yeah, and there might be somebody else out there like that, you know, that that just hasn't stepped forward. The bad part is is trying to get uh, name ID and 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 get your name out there across the state. You know, I was talking to some folks last night at the Republican Club meeting, uh, candidate for. 4th Congressional District, uh, Sarah Walsh was down, and uh, candidate for um, uh, Missouri Treasurer, or Auditor, uh, Scott Fitzpatrick was down, and uh, they gave their little stump speech in front of the club. And, uh, you know, some of us were talking about, you know, you have a congressional race, or, or a, a little Missouri state race, and it's not that big a deal. And uh, But then you go into a Missouri Senate race, and there's a whole bunch of counties in that. And then you look at a congressional race, a U.S. congressional race, and you have you know 20 or 30 counties to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then you think about a statewide race, and you've got to go all over this entire state and uh, get people to know who you are and uh, convince them to vote for you. So that's, that's a daunting task. Yeah, can you think of any outsiders in Missouri that kind of have uh, statewide recognition that they're not necessarily in, pro- in politics, but they could... Uh could run for office just on the strength of their reputation. Uh, you know, the only person like that I can think of offhand is the, um, I, and I can't think of his name now, <laughs> the, the guy who is in charge of uh, down in Springfield, the uh, big Bass Pro. Bass oh, Pro. oh yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, Johnny well, Morris, yeah, right? Right, yes. right, right, right. He's, he's well-known, well-liked, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of personality 
who could possibly run for office and automatically have name recognition. Yeah, and somebody has the money to put out their name. You know, uh-huh. who was it that ran for uh, governor? He he ran on the independent ticket though, and he had all of his billboards. Uh, his family owned Merrimack Caverns. Is that right? I don't know. And uh, he had all those billboards all over the place, and he sounded like a really good candidate. But, uh-huh. again, it comes down to name ID and getting out there to meet everybody. And uh, you want to support somebody. I mean, obviously you want to support somebody who's going to win or you think is going to win mm-hmm. uh, so that you're not just spinning your wheels. Uh, but at the same time, if you don't support an individual, how do they have the chance of winning? So Could also um, be like a celebrity from s- uh, the sports area uh, i'm thinking yeah. of herschel walker yeah, exactly. in georgia there yeah, you go yeah yeah or uh who uh the nascar driver from missouri that wanted to uh maybe run uh uh carl uh, edwards yeah yeah carl edwards he had i he just floated it or somebody floated it for him i about think that's what it was yeah. somebody floated it for him maybe uh-huh. yeah maybe that could but but somebody like that's a possibility the only thing i worry about those folks is if they haven't been involved in politics, although Johnny Morris, I think, probably has in some regard. Yes. Do we really know, from my point of view anyway, do we really know that they're they're standing firmly footed in liberty and freedom and that they truly want to push back against the federal government and do all these things we're talking about? Is a business, <clears throat> is a business person more about liberty and freedom or are they more about their business and what they could potentially gain as a politician, be it a representative or a senator, or, you know, governor, or possibly, yeah. well, look at uh, Donald Trump when he was president of the United States. I- if you look back on uh, on what he was doing, uh, did his uh, did his businesses fare better, or did they fare worse based on the fact that he was president of the United States? Yeah, my issue with Trump is not, I don't think he did anything that directly benefited his businesses, but I don't think he had the um, the principle to make permanent systemic change in a conservative way. He just did what made sense to him in the moment. What I really enjoyed about him, though, is he completely let go of all ties to uh, Trump Enterprises and uh-huh. whatnot and right. took his name off of anything. He didn't know where his investments were going. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was totally free of all of that stuff just to be president. And I think that that showed a great deal of character right there uh, to step down from all of that and put all of that aside. Now, so, obviously, the federal government has their hands in so many things they're not supposed to. Could Donald of Trump have made a decision that would have affected his business in a positive manner? Of course he could have. Would he have done it on purpose? I don't necessarily think so, but... Uh, Is yeah, he I mean, a businessman, and, and even though he wasn't directly involving himself in his businesses, he was trying to do something yeah. for other businesses that would be positive? In general, make, yeah. And, and, and also, you know, you think about... Uh, <laughs> When he went to different places to uh, maybe hold a rally or hold a speech, did he use uh, his venue or did he, uh, you know, did he look at somebody else's venue? Or I guess they want to try to get as many people in there as they possibly can, so they have some sort of an idea sure. uh, how many people are going to show, and that's maybe the way they they scope something like that out. Sure, but uh, you know, get back to where we where we started all this at is that the the individual that's going to be in that governor's office um, think about this. Because it's going to come up. I mean, after this election this year, next year, we're almost going to start talking about, you know, in 23, we're going to start talking about who's going to run for governor and who's going to run for president and all these things. And uh, I think the next governor of the state of Missouri uh, needs to be someone that is willing to, uh, go to go to political war with the federal government and legal war with the federal government 
and uh, tell them that, no, you have no authority here in the state of Missouri to do that because the Constitution doesn't give you any authority to do this. And that could be a lot of different things. And that's, that's the kind of candidate I'm going to be looking for, and that's the kind of candidate that I would certainly support. You want somebody that's rough and tough and not uh, afraid to get their feathers rough. Absolutely, especially against the federal government. Look, folks, you know, we— Does that person still exist? Let me ask you that. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do? Yeah, they do. They do. Now, is it is it one of the more uh, notables that we've heard of, of, of in the past in terms of people who have run for a political office, or is that person out there and just needs the uh, right propping up? And by the right propping up, I mean getting the, uh, the right uh, person, uh, PR— and then, of course, somebody with money to back him. He's a current statewide office holder. I'm not going to, and I don't know that he wants to run. Don't don't get me wrong here. I'm not. That's no spoiler alert. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. Um, I just think that he might do it. And uh, he is the type of individual that uh, is already willing to fight against the federal government and has been saying so. Um, he doesn't have a lot of authority to fight against them right now, but I think he would have given the opportunity. Very good. 9.30 is our time. Information coming your way. Stacy Johnson with a check of local news with LakeExpo.com. And, of course, Chris Schneider, he has got a check of sports with Lake TV here on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 19th. The COVID spike at the lake has affected the Camdenton Board of Aldermen. Yesterday's Board of Aldermen meeting was postponed until next week. According to officials in Camdenton, there have been positive cases within city government, including key personnel involved in board meetings. The meeting has been rescheduled for Tuesday, January 25th at 6 in the evening. Derek Steen is putting his hat in the ring for re-election to the School of the Osage Board of Education. Steen has served on the board of the last three years and in a press release, he stated that he's excited to announce his candidacy. He emphasized past funding and budgeting decisions and a focus on students getting a well-rounded education that includes art, athletics, and student leadership. The election for school board is April 5th. The first annual Dam Putt-Putt Golf Tournament is coming Saturday, January 29th. Nine participating locations on the Strip will be sponsoring and creating their own mini golf hole. The public can join in the fun anytime between 11 in the morning and 9 in the evening. Scorecards will be available for purchase and gameplay can start at any participating location. The winner will be announced at Tucker Shuckers at 10 o'clock and will receive a $25 gift certificate card to each participating store. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake events, news, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris 
Davis. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. College hoops last night. The uh, up and down Mizzou Tigers were up again. They won a big game at Ole Miss, blowing them out 78-53. to Tigers improving to 8-9 and nine on the season. They will be at Alabama on Saturday. They knocked off the Crimson Tide just a couple of weeks ago. Tonight, it's the MSU Bears at 13-6 and six at home against 9-8 and eight Illinois State. Of course, everybody gearing up for the NFL playoffs. The uh, Chiefs still alive and well. In fact, the AFC, all four of the top seeds are still in it. The Titans, Chiefs, Buffalo, and Cincy in the NFC. The top two seeds are there, the Packers and Bucks. Rams are the number four seed. The 49ers, number six seed, knocked off the Cowboys last weekend. So the matchups this week in the AFC, it's the 11-7 and Bengals at the 12-5 and Titans. And, of course, the 12-6 and Bills at the 13-5 and Chiefs on Sunday evening. In the NFC, the 49ers at 11-7 at the 13-4 Packers. And the 13-5 Rams will be at the 14-4 Buccaneers. So, going to be a busy week. The Chiefs are a slight favorite to win over Buffalo on Sunday night. Uh, now, the Chiefs... Five and two in night games this season, so uh, they did fairly well under the lights. Now, five players are unanimous choice for the NFL's all-pro team. Receivers Cooper Cup of the Rams, Devontae Adams of Green Bay, and the Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, Steelers defensive lineman T.J. Watts, and Ram defensive tackle Aaron Donald. They were all unanimous choices to the NFL all-pro team this year. As for hockey, the Blues off until Friday when they play in Seattle. High school hoops Osage will be busy Friday at state number one ranked 15 and0 Eugene that ought to be a tough game there Versailles will be busy Friday at California California having a great season 13 and two Camdenton will be uh, hosting the Lakers shootout on Saturday Eldon Mustangs off until they host the uh, annual Eldon tournament that will be next week you can see Camdenton coach Craig Campbell featured on this week's high school basketball Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV. See that at 10, 2, and 6. KB is on TV. What's burning with Kevin KB Burns at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick. Streaming live 24-7, 365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize 
ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niagara River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. 937, what in the world are you doing this morning? Well, if you're hanging out listening to us, we'd love to hear from you at 573-633-5395. Always great to hear from the listeners and uh, get your input and support. Uh, Ike Skelton is with us, Bill Munhausen as well. On the program tomorrow, Mindy Sales and Danny Ellison. We'll also talk to Bev Allen on Friday in the first portion of the 8 o'clock hour. Bob Lynch from MoDOT will join us in the second portion of the 8 o'clock hour. And then we'll uh, have some time for our good buddy, the always interesting. And, uh, gosh, you know, I, I never really thought about it. Uh, Dave Maupin uh, starting uh, maybe some, some sort of stand-up around here. I mean, if you like that sort of thing. David, <laughs> David would be a, I think yeah. he'd be a really good stand-up comedian. Uh, I do. I love stand-up comedy. Love uh, it. And we just don't get it like we used to. Now, you know Danny Ellison's a stand-up Yeah, we went and saw him when he was down here. Yeah, and, and uh, really, really nice guy. And uh, he just says, you know, it's it's tough all over anymore. Because we said earlier, you know, every, we don't want anybody to, you know, fall through the cracks. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings anymore. So <laughs> stand-up comedy, even though they still play Family Guy and some of the things that they have on that show. I mean, you talk about... Rank. Spanning, <laughs> spanning the spectrum in, uh, you know, what would be considered maybe funny, what would be considered even racist. Yeah. You know, some of the things that they do on that show. But they've been able to keep it on because I guess deep down, you know what it is, unless they know exactly where you are and what you're watching, people can stay within the comfortable, quiet confines of their home with all the drapes shut. And the doors locked, mm. and watch Family Guy and laugh, and think, "Oh, gosh, I wish we could do this out in in, in public." But if I laugh at certain things, I might be considered a uh, you know a homophobe uh, or or uh, you know a racist or something. And I, I mean, this is funny stuff. And if we can't make light of ourselves, do you remember a Kentucky Fried Movie? Came out in, I think it was the '70s, early '70s or something. You talk about a movie. Where well, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. But but Kentucky Fried Movie. There was also a movie called The Boob Tube. And but it was Kentucky Fried Movie. There's a scene where uh there's a bunch of black guys and they're in an alley and they're playing dice up against a building. And so you see this guy walk in and he's got he looks kinda like Evil Knievel. He's got on a jumpsuit mm-hmm. and then he puts on a helmet. And he stands there. He walks right up into mid- the middle of what they're doing, and he starts screaming the N-word. And they all look at each other, and then he says it one more time and turns around and runs off. And then they realize what, they, what he just said, and they, started, they start chasing him. I mean, really? In yeah. all seriousness. Yeah. Well, uh, 
tell me, do you think uh, all of the family would work today? Or or even the Jeffersons? Well, you still see you still see it in syndication. And then there's Archie's Place, which was a spinoff okay. of All in the Family. Okay. Okay. I was watching okay. that the other night. I mean, that's the sort of thing where they take a guy and they intentionally make him into the bigot that Archie Bunker was. Yeah. I think they modeled him after my grandpa, but I think a lot of people would say that yeah. because of how he talks about the various, uh, you know, ethnicities and and how he refers to religion and women and everything else, and the whole point of getting people to tune in week after week is to continue to put those types of topics out there because if people didn't care, then they wouldn't watch it. Yeah. But that was one of the highest rated shows on TV for the time that it was on. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you had guys like Sammy Davis Jr. on there. Yeah, sure enough. <laughs> I remember why. It was a good show. Yeah. I didn't get it all then because I was younger and I didn't understand the uh, the message they were trying to put out. But, I mean, I get it now. Well, and then so you had all the spinoffs. You had the Jeffersons. Yeah. You, you had Maude with B. Yeah, Arden. yeah. You had yeah. Archie Bunker's Place. Yeah. And I think there was another form of all in the family that they did with the Mike and Gloria. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember um, if that was. I, I might. It might have been just. Could have been. Maybe, what, maybe it was called Meathead. I don't remember. Meathead. <laughs> and there you go. They refer to the guy as Meathead. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I he still... He was the uber-liberal. Right. Yep. I still see uh, on MeTV that they air the Three Stooges, right? Okay. And so the Stooges were kind of World War II era, right? Yeah. And so they still refer to the Japs and the Krauts. And, I, you know, you still hear that in movie and a movie. And, and somebody would say, well, if you took it out of the movie and you referred to him as something else, that's not period, you know, that, that's not exact for the period. Uh, when it sounded right. And, and so, I mean, yeah. seriously, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Or some of the old cartoons around that era. Exactly. Uh-huh. You don't ever see any of those no. anymore. No. Uh-huh. Uh, because I think it was a little rough on how they portrayed blacks. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, you think about it, I think that was a little rough. But somebody thought it was funny, and somebody thought people would watch it, and somebody thought they'd be entertained by it, and apparently they were. Yep, at least for a while. But I think deep down inside, we all have that we all have that uh, that need to to laugh and be entertained, and we should be able to laugh at ourselves. And it seems like anymore they don't do that. You don't see any of the. Remember when they used to have the roasts? Oh uh, yes, the, the, the Dean Martin the, roasts. The, the, the Dean Martin roasts well. were some of the best. Especially when Don Rickles was on. Oh my gosh! You know? and, and who was the uh, the guy that always played the drunk? Foster uh, Brooks. Foster Brooks. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! So I'm and I'm sorry to all of you that weren't born around this period and that <sighs> that, that we're we're kind of blowing your, your your mind on some of this stuff. But maybe you'll research it. And they do sell the uh, the Dean Martin roasts on like DVD, whatever. Yes, yeah. Are you, I'm sure you can watch yeah, some of it on yeah. uh, YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But I think deep down inside, we want to be able to laugh at ourselves, and uh, it, it's to whatever degree that might be. I mean, do we want to just, you know, simple stuff like some of these uh, video shows where, you know, somebody falls down the steps or, you know, somebody wrecks on, on a on a bike and hits their, uh, you know. Yeah, the Fail Army thing is, is a big hit now, right, uh, watching these people do silly things. But, you know, we as human beings have uh, uh, tendencies, idiosyncrasies, I think it's called, things that just that's kind of how we are. And what's wrong with making fun of that stuff sometimes, you know? Uh, and, you know, each ethnicity has their own little quirks or uh, what have you or just kind of how things are. And what's wrong with making fun of some of that stuff? So what? Just don't take it so seriously, maybe. Um, you know, I, I, and I didn't watch it all, uh, but uh, Chappelle did a... Uh, his 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 recent series or his recent uh, show on Netflix yeah. tore all of those people apart, 
and uh, showed the hypocrisy of being able to uh, uh, to just do that at all. And, and he took a lot of slings and arrows. What is but, uh, uh, what's acceptable now? It's when black people go on TV and make fun of white people. Yeah. And that is just, I mean, okay, fine. I, I get I, it. I don't care, but there's a reverse there, isn't it? There should be. There should it be. Sure looks like it. You know? And I guess <laughs> it is what it is. It's their turn. Freedom's Call <laughs> coming up following this program at uh, 10 a.m., then again at 6 p.m. and 2 a.m., Christianity and Business, as well as the Artichoke Heart, True History Professor, High School, Homeschool, and the Encompass Purpose with uh, Bradley Berg. I heard Bradley this morning talking uh, to the folks that have the ice cream shop over in Eldon. And they have done incredibly well with this uh, ice cream shop. And at one point, I know uh, they were going around different places and offering up samples all over the state. Uh, I don't know what their business model is, but it's a good one. It's a darn good one. I think they're even getting their local product in some of the big stores. Yeah, they got a they got a governor of the state of Missouri with the, their product in his hand. So you know, <laughs> on, a, on a big picture, that's if not that, a bad thing. If that is a good PR, I don't know what uh, is. That's right. Yeah, get a get an athlete of some kind to contribute. To yeah, there you go. Have Patrick Mahomes. Do we have, oh, okay, it, yeah. We you you throw a he throws a football and it, and while the football spiraling and making its way to the receiver, it automatically changes over to An the ice cream, ice cream cone. and oh. the other guy catches it in the end zone, and and he says, "Now that's a touchdown anytime," and rips the top off and takes a big scoop and and eats it right there in front of everybody. They owe you millions now. You just created a great commercial. They owe you millions. I'll, I'll help you. I used to do that stuff. I mean, I that that that's what I did that's for a living. You do. There you go. Making making up commercials, trying to make people look good. That's cool. So we've got uh, nine forty six again five seven three six three three fifty three ninety five. Tell your neighbors. Tell your friends. Now somebody, uh, we're going to have Melissa uh, Sundblom on. She's going to be on on uh, Monday talking about uh, human trafficking, and we hope to have. Uh, local representation on as well. I've reached out to uh, the Lake of the Ozarks uh, Stop Human Trafficking Coalition, right? So we're going to try and have those folks on on Monday. But um, what we're really doing, and, and, and I bring that up because somebody that was listening to us reached out to Melissa, and then she got a hold of Bill, who sent the email on to me, and that's why we're going to have her on. So awesome. you folks out there that know somebody that owns a business, and would like to entertain the idea of having uh, these wonderful key radio bumper stickers in their business. They will increase. They will increase uh, sales by at least uh, seventy-five to eighty percent. Now, th- th- that, those are Bill's numbers, not mine. I'm just so. Anyway, uh, they will increase your business uh, by a great deal. Uh, you will be considered one of the elite businesses in your particular field. I don't know what that is. Definitely if it's, that. You know. Uh, arts and crafts, or uh, restaurants, or whatever. We'd love to, we'd love to be able to put our bumper stickers in your business. So, reach out to myself or Mr. Bill Munhausen, or when you see Ike running around, have him show off his bumper sticker, and then uh, you know talk to us about getting bumper stickers in your business. You bet. You bet. We got to get the word around. Uh, let people know uh, that this radio station is really here, and we come up with some really good stuff. You know, uh, this uh, human trafficking lady you're going to have on—that's that's important stuff. Because I always think, you know, who who can who can afford 
you know, these uh, this illegal trade. And I mean, it's 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 uh, sex trafficking, it's prostitution, it's a for it's it's a form of slavery. Yep. And uh, somebody's paying for that. I would love to know what kind of intelligence they gathered from the Maxwell case and from her, because that I mean that was one of the greatest traffickers and human beings, I right, think, right. that we know of anyway, um, Epstein and, and Maxwell. I'd like to know what they get gleaned from that, uh, from her interrogations or what have you. But um, He committed suicide, you know, by the way. Well, yeah, that's what they say. So, <laughs> so, you know, why isn't, uh, why shouldn't Lake of the Ozarks be a, uh, a focus point for these traffickers because there's a lot of money down here? And well, uh, to, to let you know, it's, it's, it's happening. Well, it's I'm happening sure, right I, here at the Lake of the Ozarks. I'm sure it is because, again, I mean, this is a this is a, a playground area, right? And uh, well, as and, sick and as it is, as sick as it is, that's where you're going to do some of this stuff, isn't it? And probably? not just that. I mean, you can find people that are grooming uh, kids in our local high schools, our local schools, where this has been uh, discovered. Um, wow! I refer to the uh, situation that happened in Camdenton, where the guy was. Uh, Visiting the girl wanted to be his, uh, be her boyfriend, and the mom kept telling him no and no and no. And it turned out he was grooming these uh, girls, trying to pick them up and get them into sex trafficking. Ended up getting 14 years in prison. Wow. That's where he is now. And I don't know if he'll get out for good behavior, but I sure as hell hope not. Right, right, right. Yeah, those, the, those are some of the worst uh, folks that prey on uh, younger kids like that. It's just uh, it's sickening. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like when we used to have the drug house in the neighborhood uh, where I live now. Um, used to, thank goodness. Um, he, I, I, I would see him over there. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, he, mm-hmm. he act like this real innocent, you know, human being and, you know, whatever. You're, you're where you belong, and I hope there you, you stay there for the duration. There you go. 9.50 is our time, and uh, we would... Uh, we would be what do they say remiss in our duties? Yeah. If we didn't if we didn't get a little COVID talk in here. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well. <laughs> See, you hear me coughing. That's why we have to talk about COVID. There's the sign. So, Fauci has now come out and said we are we're just in phase one of five phases of the pandemic. Five phases oh, come of the pandemic. On. Are they running out of material? This is like a comedian that just starts writing something down, and now let's just say something to get these fools on board with us. Speaking online at the World Economic Forum, Fauci was asked if the uh, virus that causes COVID-19 would finally become endemic in 2022. He responded by saying it's too early to tell and that the world still appears to be in phase one of a five-phase pandemic. Now, this is from the New York Times. And so this is what this translates into when I hear him say something like that. Hmm. What it translates into is there's more money to be made. Mm-hmm. There's more opportunities to wreck the country. There's more opportunities to put fear into people. Because Omicron wasn't really the variant that caused a whole lot of problems. The Delta variant, well, that, that was deadly in the initial COVID when it first came out. But Omicron really didn't do the trick. So what we're going to go back and do is rethink it. We'll come out with something else. We'll figure out a way to make it more deadly. We'll figure out a way to say, well, you know, businesses are having to close because they don't have enough employees to run the business because they're all coming down with this, that, and the other thing. 
and they're going to use this as an opportunity to get more people vaccinated. So you need the first shot, then you need the second shot, then you need the booster, and guess what? You need the booster of the booster. (laughs) And on top of that, we have Joe Biden coming out saying that we need to continue uh, the uh, family payments, family tax credit or whatever payments uh, to individuals because, uh, you know, they just have to have that extra money. And, uh, you know, we just go print some more. I mean, you know, cause, because we've been printing some more, in, f- inflation is going up. So we need to give people more money so that inflation will go up just a little bit more. Right, right. And then we'll have to give them more. And, now, doggone it. Doggone it. Can't we get another stimulus check? By all means, everybody's <laughs> probably burned through all their stimulus money. So don't we need another one of those? That's Basically taking our tax money and turning around and giving it back to us. And, and people say, well, I'm not going to take the check. Well, you should because it's your tax dollars coming right back uh, to you. That's your, yeah, it's your, it's your children's tax dollars that they haven't even started paying in well, yet. Well, then start a college the fund. Part. Yeah, right. Start <laughs> a college fund. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we used to have, I remember years ago, we'd have stories about uh, election problems where people would go around giving people 20 bucks to vote. And now they're giving them hundreds yeah, <laughs> and right. making it I legal. Mean, uh, sure. it's, it's, it's like institutionalized now yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by people, by voters. And, you know, they've been looking for this, uh, what is it, a universal paycheck or what have you, a universal income. Yeah. And uh, this is a start of that, I think. This is, a, this is the, gr- the ground floor of that to see how it works. It's a test, uh, see how it works, see how the people are on for it, and whether, they can, uh, whether they can continue to do it or not. Well, what's nice is... They know that we are in the first of five phases. So apparently somebody there has a crystal ball. And when the fifth phase rolls around, <clears throat> it sure as heck better be over and done with. That's what, I was, that's what I was thinking, too, when you mentioned that. How do they know this is phase one? And if they know there's a phase well, two, the flu three, comes four, back five, every year. Well, and so does a common cold. No, when, and, now, and wait we, a minute. Last year, we didn't have the flu. We didn't? It didn't exist. Okay. It was all COVID. It's coming back now, though. So... For all these years, you know, they've known the flu will be back. The flu yeah. will be back. And so it's the five phases of, uh, of, of the COVID <laughs> pandemic. Dr. Fauci also said that the world is still in the first of what he considered to be the five phases of the pandemic. The first is the truly pandemic phase, where the whole world... Yeah, the sec- isn't a, second is the fake fa- uh, pandemic well, phase. Well, it's, it's not as truly... It's, it's as, still yeah. true, but it's not as truly as the first phase. It's not quite a pandemic, where the whole world hype it up to where it yeah, sounds like one. ...is really very negatively impacted, followed by deceleration, control, elimination, and eradication. So this is truly pandemic, followed by... Uh, Deceleration, control, elimination, and eradication, and those are your five phases. So, um, this guy is a viro- virologist. Virologist? How do you say that? Virologist? Yeah, Isn't that cool. what he? That's that's yeah. his claim to fame. You're right, 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 right. But you talk about a guy who just seems to be able to milk something for all it's worth, and when it looks like they're just about to shut the tap off, they find a way. This guy, I don't know who's given him his information. But they must think that he has achieved godlike status in this country because every everything this guy says is golden. Whether he stays on a path for you know a week or a month and then decides to pull back, or he stays on it for six months and then decides to pull back, this thing has taken on so many forms. And the God's honest truth about all of it is nobody knows for sure. Nobody knows for sure. Well, and, and to put this kind of a prediction out there, so that you can continue to issue mandates. Well, the Supreme Court, uh, you know, they blocked it. Well, no, we've got four we more got, phases. We've got workarounds for that. We've got four more phases, yeah. so we're going to keep trying and, and going in all the, the cracks and doors and everything else. 
uh, you know, economies being put on hold, uh, people being sent home, you don't have to work. I mean, this is all just ridiculous anymore. Well, and uh, Fauci is the the uh, uh, sustainer of the fear and crisis that is going to be needed for the Great Reset, for the change of the world's economy. That's why he was in front of the World Economic Forum, uh, because those are the ones that are going to be the movers and the shakers. Uh, I don't know how much time we got. Probably not a lot. But I was uh, four minutes. So I was on uh, listening to a nationwide show last night, and they had a guest on that was from the uh, oil and gas industry. And uh, he was talking about how, you know, regulations and things have been cut off now and all this different sorts of stuff. And, well, there's been a war on fossil fuel since the invention and the introduction of the International Panel on Climate Change and since the introduction of United Nations Agenda 21. They've got coal completely out, just about completely out of the mix, at least here in America, uh, not over in China. They love coal uh, because they know it's cheap and it produces energy. We should be doing the same thing. But anyhow, so... I talked to this individual about ESGs, uh, the ESG scores, environment, social, and governmental. And this is where individuals and big banks, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase being one of them, are buying into this World Economic Forum uh, idea of these ESGs. And if you are not on board in your environment, in your social, and your government uh, uh, layout and or your... um, Uh, acquiescence to all of these things you're not going to get business and this guy came on and said and 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 this this, the show the host acted like i was some foreign entity talking about esgs as big a guy as this individual is having a national talk show i would have thought he knew what esgs were uh well tell the other 99.9 percent of us that have no idea what that is what those mean Well, then the guy, their guest came and told, oh, yeah, we're into ESG. If you're a new business these days, you have to be into ESG. We're all about that sort of stuff. Absolutely. We want to make sure our scores are high. And So the industries are buying into all of this garbage instead of standing up and fighting back. Because I guess in the long run, as long as they continue to make the profit, who cares? Well, I just I, I think it's so interesting because all the things that they can do, and then not only will they determine... Uh, that we have five phases, but then they'll determine the length of each phase and how they plan to affect, you know, how they plan to uh, be involved with each uh, aspect of the five phases. We're in phase one of... uh, And I think that will will determine, Mm -hmm. be based on our complicity. If we we go along with their plan, then that'll be a five. Well, uh, that, Short I think phases. that's I think that's their hope anyway. The longer we keep drilling this into people's yeah. heads, yeah. eventually they're going to give in to it. Yeah. You know, they're going to get the shot. They're going to say, "Okay, what the heck?" You know, keep telling somebody that the sky is green, and eventually they're going to believe it. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Ike, thank you. Bill, thank you. And we will uh, talk with you tomorrow morning again. Mindy sales in hour number one, and uh, Danny Ellison in hour number two of the Thursday edition of The Daily Show. Heard right here on 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri. It's going to get cold, folks. Stay warm, and we will talk.